The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 24th. We have expanded. We have moved through the space-time continuum via the Marvel Race. My name is Will Brinson. I'm the host. Uh, we are going to be doing some AFC free agency grades. Make sure and download, subscribe, rate, and review, and... Um, you know, you couldn't have, ch- you can probably watch it on demand or you'll see little video clips of it. We did a 12 to 2 mock draft special, uh, but we will be doing throughout the week, all week long, 8 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ, our 24 7 streaming free sports network that you can watch on your CBS Sports app on your phone, tablet, computer. You watch it on dot com on your computer, uh, Roku, Amazon Fire, wherever you get your, your CBS Sports app, you can watch us. The Pick Six podcast crew will be live. 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. If you like the show, you know, like if you even kind of like the show, throw us a bone and come check it out. It's a fun, entertaining hour uh, to uh, that will distract you from all the things that are happening in the real world. Uh, we hope football can be that distraction for you. If you have any questions about a team's offseason, uh, leave a five-star review. We will answer those questions. We have a bunch of mailbag stuff we will get to. Tomorrow, NFC free agency grades with Jonathan Jones. Today, the AFC with a uh, good friend of the program and new host uh, host of a fantastic new radio show on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. I don't know the hours, but I've been on it twice. Jason, <laughs> what's up, buddy? What's going on? Two to six, and I'm around. If you guys uh, want me to jump on the pod, I guess they can they can sync up my camera like they do for everything else. Oh, like uh, the, on the on the I night do show? for HQ. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Well, dude, they, where they, am I? What? Where, I mean, where am I going? What am I? What am I doing? We're we're pretty much on lockdown in Baltimore. That's so. what I'm saying. People are like, "Hey, do you have some time?" It's like, I'll, all I have is time. Yeah. Yeah. They, I'm around. Uh, if you guys uh, want to grab me, just text me. I will. I will let you know. I'm not in charge of it. I'm not in charge of anything outside of. I'm not, I'm not trying to bogart my way in. I'm just saying I'm around. We'll kick Sean off and bring you on. Upgrade in multiple departments. See, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if there's if you're already locked, if you've already got all the people you need, then I, I I, well, I'm not. I'm not looking to stir the pot. This isn't a Pete Prisco JJ thing. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to help. Ooh, huh. uh, the two two guys who uh, actually I was texting with Pete. And I was like, uh, Debo will like this too. I hadn't told him. Um, I was texting with Pete and I was like, and it was like, on, it's him and Casas and Jamie Eisenberg on this. It's, it's, it should be called Hellscape. It should be the name of the thread to be on the thread with these guys. Cause we just, it's just, it's literally just like, um, it's like, te- it's like, it's like, it's like when you're teasing your younger brother, like it's just prodding right. the bear all day long. Um, but I, I was like, yeah, I was like, we're doing, uh, two pods on Monday. So that we had, JJ later today, I was like, uh, I'm talking to all the stars of CBS about uh, free agency grades. And he was like, like who? I was like, the, the best talent we've got. And he was like, I'm not doing that. I was like, oh, no, it's JJ and JLC. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't have time. I missed it. Um, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, oh, I, can, I can picture it. Yeah, he, he he thought I was like asking him to do the podcast, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. Uh, I don't know what else I was going to point out, but let's get to the free agency grades. Oh yeah, uh, I know the they closed all the parks and playgrounds in Raleigh on Sunday, but they're leaving the Greenway open. Uh, I don't know if you guys like. Does every town? Does every city have a Greenway? We have like this long, open nature trail that runs through. Like basically, you can go from like downtown up to Wake, like 
10 miles north of the city. It's fantastic. You can ride bikes on it. And they're leaving that open, which is pretty huge. Um, I don't know if – like, can you – can you, can you limit what people do at like private establishments? Yeah, I don't know. I guess probably. I mean, we were, I was able to go out for about 90 minutes on yeah, Saturday and Sunday and hit balls to the boys and pitch to them and stuff. Um, and there were people milling about some of the, you know, green areas we have here. They haven't closed them yet. I was still able to walk the dog, but who knows what's coming next, man. I know. This is, uh, this shelter is place. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, do what you got. Yeah, I mean, got to slow down the spread. Um, hopefully, we flip the curve and all of that. Uh, but this is an NFL podcast, not a Corona podcast. And yeah, despite my lengthy stint in college, I am not a doctor. Uh, so let's get to the free agency grades. New England Patriots, and we have 16 teams to do, so we need to move more quickly than I am. Uh, the Patriots, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of their notable losses. Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy. Jeez, have they lost anybody? Shelton. I don't know. I think that's probably it, right? Alandon Roberts. I feel, like they've, I feel like they've pretty much status quo in New England, right? Is anything, I mean, am I forgetting am I missing something? Oh, right, 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 right. Tom Brady. They lost Tom Brady, too. Um, oh, I, I, that's I right. mean, They got the McCourty twins, though. And Joe Tooney. They kept Joe Tooney. Yeah, who they'll eventually – I mean, how would they not trade him at this point? Like, what do they need with the highest-paid guard in football? Do, do you think they'll actually trade him? Do you still think they'll trade him? Why not? Well, I'm, I, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. No, no, I mean, I would. I mean, seriously, like, if you're – if I mean, what's the point of having a guard on a franchise tag? Like, unless they're going to really pay him. And I have a hard time thinking that you start your rebuild by having a – you know what I mean? A pair of – you know, a, a pair of – Okay, so guess guards, you know what I mean? Okay, like so, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so uh, let me let me oh, let's I want I want to hit pause on that and like because the, the Patriots are a tough team to grade and I don't think the I, like you just said rebuild is I mean are they rebuilding? Are they are they landscaping? I like I don't know what they're doing because I think the wide the widespread presumption was that they would. Uh, just reload with Cam or Jameis or Andy Dalton or the Bill Belichick. I mean, I think they're playing the long game now. I mean, everything I heard last week was they were not in on any of these quarterbacks. Were not. Um, they were going to be meticulous about this. There was going to be no immediate reaction. There was going to be no knee jerk. They, they, they were not going to throw a bunch of money at that position. Now, if a, a Cam in particular, if, if he gets released and the bottom totally falls out on the market, then if that's an extreme value for them and there's not that many suitors that that could you know that could happen but that's not what they're banking on right now i mean they they like the kid they drafted last year they brought hoyer in and i think they'll draft someone this year and they'll try to go with a model in all likelihood that is paying everybody but the quarterback for a little while i i do think again like if they get Jameis one year seven million you know what i mean if you can get cam yeah. one year you know what i mean 15 million plus incentives you know that that might wet their whistle um, especially because there'd be, you know, a comp pick attached on the other side if you do develop them. But that's not the way they're, you know, that's not what they're banking on. Um, okay. Um, I want to, I, w- I want to stick with this idea of the quarterbacks for a second, just because you know, we talked to you once a week and this is a good checkup on it. Um, or, you know, we didn't talk last week, but you get, you get the point. Like the Jameis Winston thing, you mentioned one year for seven million. I mean, how it is insane to think that a, I keep saying this, but a former Heisman Trophy winning first overall pick, who led the league in passing last year and is in his physical prime cannot get this guy's not getting a sniff from teams Jason what what is happening well i mean look the market is depressed tom brady got nick foles contract plus incentives that's all we got he got less than Ryan Tannehill nick foles contract huh he got less than Tannehill. i mean if he gets the incentives yeah. he gets yeah. Tannehill. yeah i mean philip rivers got half of foles and honestly a lot of gms are are are, are kind of adamant that if, okay, so Brady's down to L.A. and Tampa. If the Colts – and Frank Reich wouldn't do this because of his relationship with the player, but if you wanted to be cold-hearted about it, if they offered Rivers one year $14 million, I mean, his options would have been take it or retire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where else was he going? He's yeah. not going back to the Chargers. You know what I mean? He He's not the Raiders' cup of tea. And they got all these other – like, where is he going? Like, what? I guess maybe New England, but, like, they wouldn't pay him any more than that. You know, they would be waiting there to see if the market completely crashed. So, I mean, all these, like, again, Cam, because of the injuries, I don't know what that contract looks like. I mean, there's just been this confluence of events, the market being flooded, 
five quarterbacks about to go in the first round. You've got injury situations with some of these guys. You've got the, and, the and impact corona, of the coronavirus, corona right? Yeah. You can't. You don't know if there's going to be an off-season program. How are you going to get the? When and how are you going to get this guy in your building? For how long? If he doesn't already speak your language, um, and look, in some of these cases, Teddy Bridgewater does speak Joe Brady's language. You know what I mean? Like some of these, you can connect. Like Philip Rivers does speak Frank Reich's language, but like Cam to the Raiders or Cam to the Patriots. Like, how are you going to teach him? What, are you going to do it all over FaceTime? And even what are the regulations on that going to be? What if it's a three-week training camp and, boom, here comes week one? Like, this guy's got to become the leader of your football team. How much can you pay him knowing you're going to be at a disadvantage? Continuity is going to be king. And I don't think people are talking about it nearly enough. Like, if I'm in the NFC East right now and I'm an Eagles fan, I'm feeling pretty good. The other three teams all are going to have chaos whenever this thing starts. It's It's not going to be anything close to normal. Philadelphia – plug and play a couple defensive players, but Schwartz's defense isn't changing, and Darius Slay already knows it. I mean, that that's going to be critical. All the, There's a reason they give the new head coaches, a, a you know what I mean, a couple-week bump on everybody else and getting people in the building. You know, so That's we, not going to be the case. We should so, do, we should do, and I, not on this podcast, obviously, but I, would be, I, I tried to do this a few years ago, and I think it's going to be more applicable now, but I think coming out of the new CBA, I was trying to figure out a way to build out, based on the rosters in the NFL, a metric that would give you continuity rankings. Because I think it matters every year in the NFL anyway, especially with offensive yeah. lines and quarterbacks and coaching schemes. But now that the programs have been reduced even further with a newer CBA and with the corona situation, like, so if you were building out, and I'm going to write this down as we sort of, and again, I'm, we're derailing the, the free agency podcast. I don't care. This is kind of important. If you were building up metrics, like how would you, what would be your first things that you would build for a continuity metric? Like quarterback, obviously, right? Quarterback and coach, right? I mean, those would be quarterback, head 20, coach, 30%. Uh, coordinators. Um, yeah. I mean, all, all that matters. So, I mean, bringing it back to these guys, I, I don't like where, I mean, what, who, who, what's, if, you're, if I'm Jameis Winston, I'm either trying to get like to New Orleans or Pittsburgh or something like that now for whatever I can get, or I've just got to be willing to wait this thing out and see if you know if the inevitable happens, which sucks, but it's reality that there is a Teddy, not to that extreme, you know what I mean? But there's going to Somebody be somebody's going to lose their quarterback over the summer. There's going to be a freak injury, or some guy's going to be out throwing with his kids, and he's going to, you know what I mean? He's going to tear his ACL, or somebody's in camp. You know, whenever we start camp, some guys are going to be more ready than others, sure. and somebody's going to get hurt. But there's all these factors that are, and many of them unprecedented, that are working to suppress the market. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you you tell me. You know what I mean? Like, what are, are the Bengals just going to cut Andy Dalton? Like, how much? They're not paying him $19 million. See, I, you know what I mean? Like, but back to the Patriots, I think that Bill Belichick, and he's like the dude studied economics in college. I mean, that's what his degree is in. Yes. He is an, he's an economist at heart, and I think he's looking at the market and the suppressed market. He's like, I'm not paying Jameis, and I'm going to wait until the Panthers cut Cam, which they're going to do. I'm not going to trade for Andy Dalton. I'm going to let the Bengals – because when the Bengals draft Joe Burrow, they have to cut Andy Dalton. Like, if you get if you get to the draft and yeah. you – Burrow in, you can't keep Andy Dalton around because of the A, the optics, and B, like, you're not going to make Burrow deal with that. Like, you, you're right. going to let Andy Dalton go. And once you do that, once you get Cam and Jameis in, I mean, Cam, Jameis, and Andy Dalton in an open market, Bill Belichick can, can, can basically reverse, like, engineer the deal he wants to get from one of those guys. Right? Yeah. I mean, sorry. So knowing all of that, knowing that Tom Brady has left, uh, and by the way, I thought it was sneaky hilarious that the Patriots, in the middle of the Tom Brady hysteria with the Buccaneers and like all the buzz, they signed Demir Bird. Like we're gonna sign, we're gonna sign the biggest no-name receiver possible like, yeah. to add as like a like what like like they announced it in the middle of it. I, I just I don't know why I find that so hilarious. Uh, but they lose a bunch of guys and a bunch of them went to uh, uh, places where Bill Belichick's former assistants are coaching. Uh, they were overpaid in free agency, one could argue. Uh, they kept Tooney. They may trade him. So sort of leave that you know, simmering. They add Bo Allen, Demir Bird, uh, Adrian Phillips, uh, the McCourty brothers, and lose Tom Brady. If you had to give the Patriots a grade for their free agency work, um, what, uh, and they bring back Matthew Slater, of course, what would you give them right now? I mean, I... I'm going to give them an exemption. Okay. Because they just had 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, they just had a 20-year dynasty finally end. Like, that's never going to be pretty. And the key for them is going to be 2021 and and how quickly they're repositioned. And 
if you're a Patriots fan and you're not willing to give them 15 months to sort through this, then you're an idiot. So, Fair. you know, like it was going to end. And, and when it ended, it was probably going to be um, a little bit of a bloodletting and not just Tom Brady. And, okay. and that's what this is. So, so let's say, let's say, what is it, the point? You know what I mean? Like if, like, should they be going crazy to keep a Jamie Collins for another couple of years? Probably not. You know, Kyle Van Noy, when you know the market's going to speak and you look at how Patriots free agents, I mean, look, look what Nate Solder got, you know what I mean? Look, what, look what Collins got after the trade from the Browns. You know what I mean? Look at, look at what people were throwing out there for Hightower. Look at what Flowers just got. Look what Trent Brown just got. Like, them going crazy to keep Kyle Van Noy when they're always picking up situational pass rushers who then sometimes become every down guys like Van Noy. Like, does that really make sense? You know what I mean? They had Rob Ninkovich in that role before. So no, for their model, it doesn't make sense to pay to keep that player. All right. Um, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you, if you got a hold of Bill Belichick's, like you're at the owners, well, this is bad. The owners meetings have been postponed, but let's say hypothetically you grab Bill Belichick's drink and you're able to pour a vial of truth serum in there. It's non, non drowsy, uh, but just some truth serum. Uh, and you get him, you pull him aside and you get him at the table out in the nice little courtyard or whatever fancy hotel they're at. Um, and he, and he is willing to tell you anything and you get to ask him, how many wins do you think you'll have next year? What would his answer be? Right now, I, I don't think he, I mean, I don't think he knows. This is obviously going to be a pivotal draft for them. One in which, should they lose a pick for Deflate Gate, or not Defer, Spygate 2.0, and I had heard all along they were going to, will probably sting all the more. But I think it's about 2021. He's, he's going to sit there, too, and look at that compensatory pick equation and say, let's just let him, like, let him go. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, the new, there's a new compensation. Load up for next year's draft. I, I mean, so that's the other thing about, like, trading for a guy on an existing contract or, or you know, taking on an unrestricted free agent like Jameis. I mean, if, if, if this is not our year, then, okay, if Cam's cut and we sign Cam on a one-year deal and we don't bring him back, you know, or we could franchise him a year later to trade him, that makes sense. But them signing Jameis right now, that's going to that's gonna start to offset some of what they could get for Van Noy and Collins and Brady. I mean, they're sitting there saying, and next year's a year where, for the first time, it's like I don't know if the Ravens will have a single one, and it's usually them and the Ravens, you know, coming out at the top more years than not on these comp picks, um, because this year Baltimore is signing a bunch of guys, and they don't have a bumper crop of free agents. Judon would have been the big one, you know. Pierce, look, maybe they get something for Pierce, but they signed Brockers, they signed Calais Campbell, they franchised Judon. So I don't know, you know, um, but I could see New England wanting to be at the head of the class on that in 2021. Whether they use those picks to package and move up, or whether they look, we got eight holes on our roster. Let's find some starters. Um, is there uh, is there some? I, I I I'll I'll plead Sean Wagner McGuff ignorance here. I hadn't read the compensatory draft part of the CBA. Is there some significant change here that Bill Belichick might be eyeing? I not that I'm aware of. Okay, no. Right. So it's no. same same sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, Okay, so so you're going to give the Patriots an E or an I, an E. Yeah, for I give I give them an exempt. Like they don't have to take this exam. You know what I mean? Like when this thing ends, they get they get a year off. They can do independent study for a year, right? I, they can go off and and do their own projects, um, do some holistic learning, figure themselves out, and and you know come back and take an exam in 2021. So they're like they're like the they're they can like, go study abroad for a year. This is where this is where I can humble brag that I got a bunch of college credit via AP courses in high school. I'm, yeah, that um, worked out well for me too. Yeah, I didn't. I then I was like, I don't need to study hard in college. I got AP credit. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it backfired poorly on me. Um, but the the point being is that like you get to you get to college and you already have credit for it. So we're giving the Patriots AP credit for their yes. work the last twenty years. They don't even have yes. to take the class. They're no, not. They're, it's not they're, pass they're, fail. they're exempt. There's okay. All right. Um, one more thing on New England, though. So I, I think so much is going to be made in 2020 of how the Patriots do versus how the Buccaneers do. And you seem to think that Bill Belichick, too worried about the end game, too worried about the the long, the bigger chess match, the bigger war, to to be concerned about the superficial battle that doesn't actually exist between I mean, look, do I think there's a part of him that wants to win more games than Tom Brady? Absolutely. But I don't, uh, at what cost? I don't think they're going to be close. Okay. All right. 
Let's, uh, let's I think move. I think Tampa can can compete for its division, and I think New England is on to twenty twenty one. All right, that's that's fascinating. That is not a uh, a uh, approach that I had fastened in my brain. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are not. I don't know. I don't know what the Dolphins are doing, but they are. They're they're, they're like the twenty seventeen Patriots. I mean, not with all those wins, but just the roster. Yeah. Uh, they signed Eric Flowers and Byron Jones, who are not former Patriots, but they added Kyle Van Noy, Alandon Roberts, and Ted Karras. They also added Emmanuel Ogba and Shaq Lawson as uh, pass rushers. Uh, and um, frankly, they have the two highest-paid cornerbacks in the NFL now. They have a very good secondary. They have an interesting front seven. And you kind of think that if they get any off- competent offensive play, that the are the are the Dolphins good? Do we like what the Dolphins did? Are they are they March winners who turn out to be January losers, or is this something? That- see, to me, they're incomplete because if they don't come out of this with Tua, then that's going to determine my grade. They they made all these moves to get one of the top quarterbacks. You know, okay. one of the, one of the the guys who to get a quarterback who people believe is worthy of the first overall pick in 2020. And in this case, there's two quarterbacks who fit that mold. If they don't get one of those two. And there's a little bit more projection involved. Not that there's not projection in Tua also. But you saw Tua week in, week out, pretty much slay the best teams in college football whenever healthy. You can't say that about Jordan Love. You cannot say that about Justin Herbert. So if they get one of those two, then they will have completed their plan and their vision. They will have executed. Again, it doesn't guarantee anything, but I can't grade them until I know who their quarterback is. And their quarterback ain't Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. I mean, he'll be around, but you know what I'm saying. So, all right, if it, let's say they get, and I, see, and this is, I will give the Dolphins a, um, I'm gonna give a B minus, and and the reason why is that, uh, like that's a that's a complimentary grade. I'm not out here. I'm not like soft old softy Pete Prisco slinging A's. Pete back in the day, by yeah. the way, like 2013, used to bomb F's at dudes, and now he's like eh, A minus, A minus, A minus. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten soft in his old age. Yeah. I give the Dolphins a B minus because I I can see as I sort of envision their roster and what they're doing, I can see the plan. However, I am a little concerned that their plan um, involves spending a lot of money in free agency. As you mentioned, they don't have a quarterback yet, so we don't know the answer there, and that's why they're getting the minus tag. And I also, I also have a little bit of questions about the economic responsibility here of going out and paying a lot of money for former Patriots because that's exactly what – Yeah, I, I don't awesome. love that strategy. Yeah. They had to spend money because they haven't really the last few years, and there's the cash spend over, yeah. you know, depending on where we are in the CBA, either every three years or every four years, you have to spend 90% to the cap. And they tore – you know, they really tore it down. So part of this is just like, hey, sure. you know, we got to spend something. You know, we got to field a roster, and Stephen Ross isn't sweating – if some of these contracts don't turn out to be what he hoped they would be, he gets it. This is, again, the playing for the long view. Um, but if some of them have to work. You know what I mean? Like Eric Flowers isn't young. Like yeah. you need to get three – I mean, isn't old. You need to get three years of production out of him, and he needs to be – you know, he needs to play the way he did in Washington last year after the position switch, and maybe he will. You know, Byron J- Jones needs to make plays. He needs to impact the game. Um, some will say he slipped a little bit last year. I still think he's a hell of a football player with a lot of scheme versatility. Then again, you know, they didn't make the best of Minka Fitzpatrick's scheme versatility. So, you know, and, and, and ability to toggle between positions. But, yeah, I mean, look, they're familiar with a lot of these players. Um, Detroit's pretty much doing the same thing right now. I think Miami's in a far better position than Detroit. they got to get a quarterback, though. I mean, and it's got to be, you know, they've got to get – they gotta get to it. Yeah. So in uh, our mock draft special that aired on Monday from twelve to two, I I played the role of the Dolphins. Like, thanks a lot. Give the non-draft guy, like give, give the guy with the team of three picks. I mean, what do you what, 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 right? Who's in charge of this bleep shit? Right. Uh, I ask that every day about lots of different things, but that's it. we don't need to dive into that. Um, I the Dolphins. I got Tua, Josh Jones at eighteen because I wanted to get a lineman, and the top four guys were gone. Uh, yeah. And then Xavier McKinney at twenty six. Let's plug those three guys into the hypothetical uh, as a hypothetical um, haul from that first round of the draft. Yeah. What, would your, what would your grade be for the Dolphins if they got those three guys? I think a B plus. Okay, plus, I, I agree. I would like I would go from B minus to B plus if um if they yeah. get those guys. Uh, the Buffalo Bills will not be uh, selecting a player in the first round of the of the 2020 NFL draft unless they trade up because 
the Bills went out and traded for Stephon Diggs, uh, much like the uh, former we talk about the Dolphins signing expatriates. Well, the Bills and the Giants, I mean, we get it. You guys worked in Carolina. We get it. You don't have to sign every player from, from, from the Panthers or who used to be on the Panthers, but the Bills tried. They also added Vernon Butler, Josh Norman, and Mario Addison. They lose, um, they picked up, uh, Quentin Jefferson as well. Zach Klein. They lose Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips and then re-signed Quentin Spain and Jordan Poyer. Uh, two-part question for you on the Bills. Do you A, do you think they're the favorites? Or one, do you think they're the favorites in the division? And two, uh, what's your grade for the Bills? They are the favorites. Uh, I think they have the best football team on paper in that division. I mean, they made a lot of moves at receiver last year to me, Diggs, and they gave up a lot for him. But this is a referendum on their quarterback. The quarterback's got no excuses now. He needs to, um, you know, he, he, he needs to. There was about a five-week, six-week span last year. But he really seemed to be coming into his own, and then things got a little shaky in the playoffs, obviously. But he needs to he needs to prove who he is. He needs to prove that he he's worthy of um, the the kind of crazy money that will be attached to an extension if he's you know if if he looks like he's worthy of an extension. There's no excuses. I think get, getting dig shows that they feel like they're they've got a real window this year. Um, to do something special, and, and you are mortgaging your future a little bit. Uh, they know Norman well. I think that that'll end up being a really nice signing for them. Mm. McDermott absolutely knows what he's doing in the secondary, and Bean had Norman in, in Carolina. I don't think there'll be a lot of BS with him. I, I think he'll have certain responsibilities, and they'll, they'll cater to his strengths and, and let him play some zone and gamble on the ball when it's appropriate by down and distance. And... uh you know, and sco- and scoreboard. Um, they've got three guys they better extend, though. You know, Tredavious White, that, that's got to happen. they got a safety and a left tackle who they probably need to take care of, too. I'll be really interested to see what happens there. Um, they need to secure at least two of those guys, I think, before next season starts. And I, I know they want to, and they probably will. Um, look, go big or go home. They're at a point in their rebuild where it was time to do something like Diggs, even if you, even if you had to, to overpay a little bit. I'll give them a I'll give them a B plus. I like the aggressiveness. They see opportunity and they're going after it. But but they do need to secure a couple more critical core pieces for the long haul. That that's the uh, same grade I would give. I would even I would probably go A minus. I would I would have gone A minus if if they could have gotten digs for you know, the the DeAndre Hopkins price. But I mean we don't all live in that yeah. world. We'll get to that in a minute. But um yeah I think especially when if you do the cal- if you do the calculus on the draft. You look at it and you say, all right, there's no way. It's, like we're gonna have to trade up from 22 to get one of, uh, you know, Rugs, C.D. Lamb, or Jerry Judy. They're just not gonna. They're probably right. not gonna fall to us at 22. And you know, as good as those guys might be, like best case, maybe there's Stephon Diggs. So why not go out and get a young guy again in his prime yeah. on a contract? Yeah, and the contract. I mean, Minnesota's swallowed the nut. I mean, it's basically thirteen a year. I mean, yeah. could you could you give him some incentives to sweeten the pot to make him happy? Yeah. Um, do I worry a little bit? Like if you thought if you thought Cousins was erratic, you yeah. know, hold your beer. Uh, I, I do wonder about that element a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah, it's like well, you're not like you just went to like a worse Minnesota. Like, you're, you, what do you not like about Minnesota? Because it's indoors. Uh, you got one of the most well, I think he, I think a lot of it was Zimmer, and a lot of guys on offense are were, were were had issues with Zimmer because they feel like they're not allowed to flex their muscles because sure. whoever the coordinator du jour is and the offensive coordinator seemingly last six months there before the coach runs them out that they can't they can't really do their thing because you know what I mean Zimmer is always looking over their shoulder they know in their heart that if they don't run the ball enough it's bad for their job security and i just think the whole climate there is kind of goofy so yeah, that's, you know and i that that i i think dig saw the big picture there and was like we just went out and we spent this you know we got this quarterback we paid Thielen, you paid me you kept the, you know you kept Rudolph and drafted a tight end but this guy just wants to play rugby anyway yeah and and like you hear that buzz coming from multiple there are horror stories from coordinators and it'll be curious to see Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland uh you can always see Zimmer's fingerprints on uh oh so what's your B plus uh for the Bills uh what about the Jets what have the uh yeah yeah what, what do you get I thought the Jets? I thought they I thought they'd address pass rush wouldn't you it's been a problem there since like the New York Sock Exchange. It seems like a Sock Exchange, whatever. Gastineau. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they, 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 the Jets, the Jets it's, broke it's his, 
The Jets focus on offensive line too. George Fant, Connor McGovern, Grant Graham, yeah. Van Roten. Which um, it's ca- calculated. Awesome. I mean, I get it, and you're trying to protect Sam, and you're not going to look. You're not going to address all their needs in one day. But I mean, maybe they're fixated on, you know, pass rush in the draft. Um. Or wide receiver. And I, I wouldn't – I mean, Fowler, I think Atlanta went a little crazy with him. Things tend to get a little crazy with pass rush. but um, And I know Greg Williams can do more with less on defense. But that, to me, is their primary need. You know what I mean? And they have more cap space and more cash than they know what to do with. And and maybe they still end up with Clowney. You know, we'll see. I think he goes back to Seattle, but maybe they, you know, maybe they get in on that. Is, is, uh, and is, it's a good is, wide receiver draft, you know, so they'll address that somewhere because that's obviously a need, too, especially if, you know, Robbie Anderson doesn't come back. If they get Anderson to come back with his tail between his legs, that would be interesting. But well, well, can you, can what do you, you think? Speak? I don't know. C? I mean. Yeah, I, I would give it – I would say C plus because I think that well, – I would say C plus because I think what they've done is the opposite of what Mike McCagnan did, which is to spend stupid money on, on terrible deals. Uh, and they're trying to – uh, to bolster the offense, and that's really important in 2020. If uh, Joe Douglas presumably wants Adam Gase to succeed, you need the offense to be a lot better, and you need that Gase to do that. On I the, just probably, look at that roster. At some point, you need a blue chip player besides your safety. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and maybe they'll draft their backsides off. But hey, I just why? think if you're sitting there with all their money and all their cap space. And you, you know, and I get it. It's calculated. You're throwing a lot of darts at your O line. It's a problem. You got a lot of holes there. But if they come out of this entire off season without an impact player through free agency or trade, and there's, a, you know, and then with the trades market, trade market being that robust, I just don't see a lot of blue chip talent on that roster. No, I'm with you. Let me ask you about Jadavion Clowney and Robbie Anderson. Um, Clowney, I at least get with the injuries and the lack of physicals, and you know, you can't test, you can't check him out if you're his own team. I mean, he, I mean, but for like that guy. To not have a market, it's crazy. Uh, Robbie Anderson too. Why? Why hasn't the market materialized for those two? For those two players? Well, Clowney's demands were out of line with what people were getting, and um, I think his agent missed the boat on the first wave. And a lot of teams who now would probably be willing to give him where he's at don't have that anymore. You know what I mean? Because they went out and they did the you know the Jason Pierre Pauls or the Fowlers, you know, or the you know the trade for Calais Campbell or whatever. So. That's the other part. Like a lot of you know, these guys are dealing with it. We talk cap. They deal with a cash budget. When that money's gone, it's gone. And I reported on this before free agency started. And a lot of people poo-pooed it. But but if this virus was truly a pandemic, which we know now it is, a lot of these owners, if there's uncertain times, man, like mm. they're going to keep their money in their pocket. So to go back to an owner and say, wow, we could get clowny, you know, two years you know, whatever, $38 million. yeah, well, that's real money. You know what I mean? Like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How many sacks is he going to get us? Well, he's really going to set the edge, and he'll be, you know, calculated pass rusher. Yeah. So, and, and Robbie Anderson, look, nobody wanted to give them a four for Robbie Anderson before, you know, at the, at the deadline. So that, that was telling. Like, he's had some serious character issues going back to college. Yeah. And to put this kind of money in that guy's hand. I mean, I think about the aggressive franchises who sniffed around on him at the deadline and weren't willing to give up more than, like, dude, Muhammad Snu went for a two. You know what I mean? Like, the teams were saying, eh, five or a six. Like, the Saints, they're willing to take some risks. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles, they're willing to take some risks. Like, they didn't get this guy. That's, so, that's a good point. Um, you know? No, it's a very good point. So he, if he's smart, he goes somewhere with a good quarterback and does a one-year deal and tries to, you know, stay out of trouble and and maybe you know be in better position a year from now. But uh, and, and maybe you know maybe going back to the Jets ends up making some sense. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't help him either that the uh, that the that the draft is loaded with wide receivers. All right, we got to take a break. But when we come back, it's the off season, which means the Browns have won again. What will their grade be? We'll tell you after this. Quick break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Cleveland spent big in the offseason. Once again, they're winners. A new, you know, new GM, new coach. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just Matthew McConaughey smashing a beer can over and over again. Time is a flat circle. Uh, the Browns hire, fire somebody. They hire a new coach. They hire a GM. They do stuff in the offseason. I call them a winner. They lose a bunch of games. Uh, is it, is, is the, they added Jack Conklin. They spent big on him. They spent big, huge on Austin Hooper, 44 million, uh, for him. And of course, by the way, you can go back and listen to all of our free agency podcast. Um, I know, you know, we talk news and everything, but these are evergreen and we have a ton of content that you should check out. Um, what, uh, Case Keenum, Andrew Sadejo. They lose Joe Schubert to the Jaguars. Christian Kirksey they cut as well. They retain Kareem Hunt. What uh, what would be your grade be for the Cleveland Browns, JLC? Eh. C plus. C plus. I like the Conklin move. They had to do something there. And they're obviously going to try to draft a left tackle. I, Austin Hooper to me is just a guy. He'll catch what you throw to him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not dynamic. He's not going to high point balls. He's not a matchup guy. He's not going to run past anybody. And he was the best tight end available, but and it's a bad tight end draft. But I, I just that guy twenty million guaranteed. That's that's a steep price to pay. Too rich for my blood. Um, you know they had some young linebackers step up last year. That they better really that you know that that better be the case because they have been gutted of some serious experience and leadership at that position. I just it's hard for me to vouch for a Browns off season until it actually works. Okay, that's fair enough. Um... I don't want to be suckered in. I, I like the moves they made, but again, like you're spending big in free agency, so it is difficult for me to to, to justify a, a great grade. The Baltimore Ravens, you host a radio show from 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern time in Baltimore on 105.7 The Fan. Is it, uh, what's the name? Is it just the, – are they insiders? Is that right? Oh, Inside Access. Yeah, Inside, inside Access, access on 105.7. Right. I have a vague idea of what you're doing. Like that's Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's more than I can say for my family. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Ravens. Do you have do you have like friends which you don't you know what they do but you don't really know what they do? I have a lot of like yeah 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 like one of my best like one of my best consulting like, people who say they're in consulting. Well, like I like one of my best friends uh, works for a, an engine company in like a factory, and um, I know what he does, but like I know like who he works for and what the company does, but I don't know what he does. Like I don't like I, don't, yeah. I know he's a team, and, and but I don't really know. Um, Maybe that makes me a bad person or I'm selfish. Selfish. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like Devo. I don't know what Devo does all day. And we talk all the time. Uh, the, Ra- the Ravens added Calais Campbell and Michael Brockers. And they lose Hayden Hurst, Michael Pierce, Marshall Yondo, who retired. They also brought back Matthew Judon on the franchise tag. Jimmy Smith hanging out there as a quarterback with an injury history. Uh, what grade would you give for the Baltimore Ravens? I give him an A. Uh, might be low. Plays Campbell for a five for two more, yep. and then all they have to get is two more years out of him. Um, the Brockers deal is basically, you know, twenty-one for two, and then they're out of those guys when they have to start paying Lamar and Hollywood Brown and, you know, the Orlando Brown and I mean Mark Andrews. Keeping Judon was imperative. Uh, they've they've the defensive line got ran over. In, in the playoff game against Tennessee, and it had difficulty against better run teams, and they couldn't get any pass rush unless Wink Martindale brought the house or schemed it up or got tricky. Um, Calais Campbell is going to be able to move all over the place, could play, you know, they're going to play a lot more 4 3 than I think you're accustomed to, and I think you'll see a package where you got Calais Campbell as one end, you've got Judon with his hand down as one end, and you've got Brockers and Williams in the middle. That That's a hell of a lot better than anything they've had around there. For a while, and even if they're in a base 3-4, and again, I think they're going to be in nickel quite a bit because teams are going to test them that way. Um, you know, Brandon Williams probably goes back down to the nose, which is where he should really be. We know Campbell could play left defensive end. He could also play D-tackle. Same thing with Brockers, and Brockers could even play the nose sometimes. Um, I like it. The secondary is loaded. They might be able to bring Brandon Carr or Jimmy Smith back on the cheap if their market's a little bit soft. Uh, they have... I mean, Hayden Hurst only, he was, he, like, Hayden, they got, basically Hayden Hurst went for, went 16 picks behind Nuke. 
Yeah. Like they got a second round pick for Hayden Hurst, their third best tight end who never had a road to a second contract there and who hasn't produced through two years and, and came into the league with a serious foot injury that he he's suffered. old. He's really in old. his first training camp and he played minor league baseball. So he's old. Um, that's a steal. That's a steal. Now they've got two twos, two threes, two fours. They're, they need a wide receiver, but they're loaded for bear. And, and there'll be wide receivers taken in the 30s and 40s who most years would have been in the top 25. But because of the nature of this class, only you know three, maybe four go day one. And there's going to be a bunch of other guys who teams just wait for. I, don't think I think the true run on receivers will start day two, and these guys are incredibly positioned for it. Uh, no, they're, they're well run. Um, they'll probably still bring Pernell McPhee back on the cheap uh, when they clear a little bit more cap space. And who knows? I mean, a guy like Clay Matthews or Cam Wake might not be out of the question also, you know, depending how long they're on the market and, and as we get closer to the draft, what they, what they think they can do. But I, I think they I think they've knocked it out of the park. Yep. Uh, you, we talk about continuity, man. You cannot say enough and we're going to move on to the next team, but you can't say enough for, uh, how important it was to make sure that Eric DaCosta did not leave and take another job mm-hmm. somewhere else and that when Ozzie Newsom retired, DaCosta takes over and you have this seamless transition with Newsom still helping out. By the way, shout out uh, Hayden Hurst, went to the prestigious Bowles, the Bowles School in Jacksonville, Florida. My mother, an alum of the uh, Bowles School. Ah. Go, couldn't get in. To the Bengals! Um, I don't know if I, I'm bashing Yeah, that's so, probably true. Yeah, it's, it's definitely true. Um, the Bengals... Are expected to take Joe Burrow, so let's put that into the equation when we, right. when we, you know, when we when we talk about Cincinnati, obviously. Uh, but they added DJ Reader, a very nice pickup um, in, yeah. on the interior line. Mackenzie Alexander, a great yeah. cornerback, and then for some freaking reason, they gave Trey Wayne's forty-two million dollars. Yeah. That, that's the on. one. I mean, they gave Trey Wayne's Marcus Peters money. That's the one yeah. where I'm like. You know, and I would have liked it a whole lot more if they were able to get one of those linebackers. I thought the Kwiatkowski kid out of Chicago would have been a great fit, and they were in it. But you don't get any, you know, you don't get consolation prizes in free agency. I still have questions about their defense. I, I give them two different grades. Grade one, just based on what's happened to this point, maybe a D minus D plus. Yeah, I was gonna say D plus. Even DJ Reader, like he's not gonna give you a pass rush. Now, if he unlocks Geno Atkins, okay. Uh, but if you factor in. Williams at left tackle. If you factor in, they're basically getting two first-round picks this year. And if Williams is who you drafted him to be and Burrow is Burrow, then I think you have a chance to have an A. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I, you I know? told me this team won nine games. I believe you. No, I, I think they could be, if they draft well this year, I think they could be the second-best team in that division. I don't think that's out of the question at all. Now, it'll be because of the offense. I still have issues on the defense, but – I mean, Joe Mixon, pretty damn good. You know, A.J. Green, if he stays remotely healthy, and now you've got a left tackle, they'll still sign another offensive lineman at some point and draft another one. Boyd has really shown you can depend on him. If Ross is even up for half the games as a decoy, that's a, that's a problem for other teams. Just He unlocks things just by being on the field. Zach Taylor in his second year, I, I think some things will click there. I, I think the offense could be a problem. The defense, we'll see if there's something they're able to do along the way in the draft or free agency. But regardless, it's not like they were getting blown out all the time. Left. I mean, they played, what, six weeks with Lindley as their quarterback? There's it's nowhere Finley, to go but Finley, up. Finley. Finley, I mean. Ryan Lindley, also a quarterback. Yeah. 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 It's, it's uh, a, a, a nice Freudian slip there to insult my man, Ryan Finley. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I, I agree with you. Like, I think you, cause I always try and do this in the off season is to sort of like take a picture of a team's roster in my head and say, all right, if this breaks this way and this breaks this way, you know, what is the, what is the ceiling? What is, what is like, I like to go down the worst path and the best path. And I think the best path yeah. for the Bengals is like, a, like legitimately, I believe this, the best, the Bengals best path is a, like a wild card birth. Um, and everything has to break right. You know, John Ross has to be healthy. Jonah Williams has to be healthy. Um, you know, these guys that have not typically performed at a high level for Cincinnati early on in their careers have to, you know, have to break out in their free agent. You know, Trey Waynes has to be a great signing, all that. I mean, if, you know, if the, if the line stinks and Green isn't healthy and AJ Green isn't right. healthy, he won't play and Burrow struggles, it's a three to four win team, but yeah, it could be a feast or famine. But, but yep. even if they just are sort of, 
who they look like on paper after the draft, I, I think they're a six-win team. You know, I, I think tripling their win total is not out of the question. Yeah, I, and if they make a few more gains or if Burrow looks, you know, if Burrow is really special and they stay healthy on offense, I don't think eight or nine wins is completely out of the question. I don't. Six wins, six wins would not be a terrible year for the Bengals. Six wins would be a terrible win for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who are coming into a – I don't even know how to describe the the state of the Steelers, but you know they lose uh, Javon Hargrave. That's a sneaky tough loss. Artie Burns, yeah. for high pick that they lose. Ramon Foster out. Um, Nick Vanette, who they traded, but they add Eric Ebron on a on a second wave classic Steelers deal. They brought in. Uh, they now have. Um, if this were a monopoly, they would just be a JJ Watt short of, of yeah. Throw up hotels on the on on Watt on Watt. A year from now, who knows? A year from now, maybe he is a. Man, maybe so. Maybe they have all three Watts here. Maybe, maybe you call Bill O'Brien and you offer uh, Mason Rudolph for J.J. Watt and a 2027 first-round pick. And he says yes. Who knows? Uh, you never Stephon, know. Stephon, yeah, I don't think he'll still be there. If he's still there, that'll be the upset of the year. Yeah, uh, Bill O'Brien or J.J. Watt? A year from now? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll Bill O'Brien. We'll give the Texans in a second. I have a feeling I know what your grade will be for them. What do you give the Steelers? F-plus. We could make that one fast. <laughs> uh you know what? The Steelers are always hard up against the cap. They always have a lot of star power. It's always a struggle. I'm going to give them a B because they were able to keep Bud Dupree, which was their you know, ultimate goal. They got Vance McDonald to take a haircut to stay, which gave them enough money to bring in Ebron as well. Tight end has been um, a, a position of incredible need for them, you know, seemingly since Heath Miller retired. Uh, it all is going to come down to Big Ben, and I am a Big Ben skeptic at this point. But if we're grading them on what they've been able to do here to try to keep the band together for one more run with Ben, they've accomplished it. Uh, I still don't know that it'll be enough. Okay. I, I, I'm, I agree. I, mean, I think it's like you can't grade the Steelers offseason and let, like, the, the, whatever grade you give the Steelers is irrelevant because it all comes down to Big Ben and whether or not he can play yeah. a full season. And if he does, then they're probably a, a playoff contender. And if he doesn't. Well, I mean, um, playing a full season is one thing, but like. If he's good for a full season. Yeah. And, like, who – I mean, look, he's coming back from Tommy John surgery, basically. Who the hell knows how it's going to work out? Yeah, I mean, it's not quite that. But but it's just – he's also 38 years old, and I thought he was starting to hit the wall already. Yeah. And he's an old 38. I mean, it's – Is it he's not taking Tommy a lot John's of hits. What did he, What's what that? Was, was it not Tommy John surgery? No. He had an elbow surgery, but it wasn't Tommy John. Okay. So – If it was Tommy John, it probably would have been – Lights out because Terry Bradshaw's career yeah. was ended by Tommy John too. So yeah, what is I mean, the, like uh, they, it wasn't an ulnar replacement, replacement surgery. It was if it was an ulnar replacement surgery, he'd be in trouble. Okay, All this right, was so, a ligament thing, but it wasn't. They didn't have to. Re, they didn't have to replace the the ulnar. Um, he had elbow surgery, but it wasn't Tommy John. Uh, the Carolina Panthers signed uh, PJ Walker, XFL player, hey, as, hey, hey. as we're recording. So Teddy Bridgewater, PJ Walker. Four wins in a cloud of dust. The uh, the we mentioned the Houston Texans. I mean, do we really need to belabor the point? Uh, I just wrote another column on uh, Monday, hammering them. Yeah, blast I mean, blast them for thirty is. seconds, and we'll move on. I mean, they're 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 getting worse on paper despite spending more money, and they still have about fifty eight million in yearly commitments to the quarterback and the left tackle to get around to at some point. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you convince, how do you, it's pretty hard to botch Deshaun Watson's interest in staying with your team, especially when he's the only guy in the past 24 months who's come out and publicly said Bill O'Brien's awesome. Like he's, he's literally, he's on Bill O'Brien Island by himself. And, um, and then you trade away DeAndre Hopkins and his agent, Deshaun Watson's agent is tweeting out like, huh? Um, uh, it's it's I, I can't believe you gave him a plus for the F. I would just give him an F minus F minus minus. Because uh, not only did you acquire David Johnson, but you took on his whole salary. You paid Randall Cobb more than Randall Cobb. Randall, Cobb. <laughs> Randall Cobb got more money than Emmanuel Sanders. Just think about that. I, I I mean, like you can't run a football team like this without the checks and balances, unless you're Bill Belichick or even Andy Reid has like even Andy Reid has actual general managers. It's crazy. Let's move on to the Colts. We did a minute more on the Texans than we should have. We've thrashed the Texans all offseason. Everybody knows they have a terrible offseason. They win 10 games. It's in our face. Uh, but it's not sustainable what they're doing. 
The Colts signed Phillip Rivers to, as you pointed out, probably an overmarket deal, but they got cash to burn. Uh, they, they burn a lot of it on DeForest Buckner, who they gave up a first round pick for a young, still ascending player, uh, pro bowl, all pro caliber player who, uh, they gave up 13th overall. That's a high pick. And then they gave him 21 million a year. Um, they lose Eric Ebron, Pierre Desir, uh, Josh Andrews. They retained, they brought back Anthony Costanzo, who was debating retirement. How do you grade out the Colts offseason? Um, I don't mind what they lost. Keeping the left tackle was huge. I'm a big DeForest Buckner guy. I, I think he's better than the 13th player in this draft. Yes. Um, you're, I thought, you're he, absolute I thought he was the San Francisco scenario. 49ers, you know, most years probably their best player that he was there. And if you want to say Bosa was one this year, he's clearly in their top three. And I think, I mean, Armstead, I, I don't know how you pick Armstead over Buckner. To me, maybe I'm missing something. Um, so, no, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I'm interested to see, do they do something at wide receiver here? I mean, I know it's a great wide receiver draft. Do they do something um, on the edge here? I can understand you saying Buckner's presence is going to help a lot of people. And they have drafted well, and that's where Chris Ballard's always going to make his bones. I think Phillip Rivers is a uh, scary proposition at this point. And, again, I wish that was one year 15 or something like that. Um, Copper in the house. Uh, but I'll give him a B. I, I, I think only having to give up a one for Buckner. Okay, dude. Do you want to go check it out? Come on. Check. Go find out who dropped whatever hit the ground. Oh, yeah, go get him. Um, so I'll give him a B. Uh, they, I'm interested to see what they do with Brissett, if there's any way to get anything for him. I don't think there is with him being owed $15.8 million or whatever it is. Uh, but Rivers, I mean, you know, Rivers and Reich, we'll see. I, I just don't. I don't know how much he has in the in the tank, and I, I think Brissett got a. I won't say he got a raw deal because he got paid, but yeah, he got jobs. It's he fine. was in a real bad position, you know, down the stretch last year when There's the T. Y. Hilton's basically out, and you know what I mean. And Ebron's kind of pulling whatever. Ebron's making it clear he's not happy, and then he's gone. Um, but they got a good offensive line. They can run with Marlon Mack. You know, if Rivers, I think Wright can probably tell Rivers. Some stuff that maybe guys weren't telling him last year. Stop pushing the ball into triple cover. You know what I mean? Like, no, so I, we'll think, look, I think I'll I think give him a B. The grade for the Colts wholly depends on how much you think Rivers has left in the tank. If it's uh, yeah. a quarter tank, then it's an A. And if you think it's on, if you think it's on e- empty, then it's probably a B uh, at best. The Titans. We're going to move very quickly through these because I told you that if we were still on this call at a certain time, that you could slap me in the face and hang up and we're, we're not moving quickly enough. So yeah. Titans, they bring back Ryan Tannehill on a big deal. They tag Derrick Henry. They add Vic Beasley, but they also lose Jack Conklin, Marcus Mariota. They cut Deion Lewis. They inexplicably traded Jarrell Casey and Delaney Walker gone as well. Give me a Titans grade. D, D plus C minus. Okay. Um, the the Tannehill money looks, looks silly and at this point. Um, yeah, it looks like it, it looks, you know, looks a little steep. They also Jerome Casey for a seven and a cash dump because you overpaid your quarterback. And I thought they should have kept Tannehill. Um, but if they're giving Tannehill that money, then I'm tagging the right tackle. Cause, so if we're yeah. in it for right now, I'm letting Derrick Henry see what it's like out there. He can always come back. But I'm tagging the right tackle and trying to keep that together. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that I think that I don't I think, think there's a whole lot of room at the end there for them to do much else either. So. I think John Robinson, and I think he's d- done an exceptional job as a as an executive over the last few years. I think he may have misread the free agent market in terms of financial um, gambling financially. Like I think yes. should have. I think he could have. If you tag the right tackle, yep, and let the other two see what's out there for him, yep. you're probably you know you're you're and and you have a security blanket unlike anything ever before. Like okay, if somebody else. Gives Tannehill more than thirty million a year, then Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, you know what I mean? Whoever come on down. Like somebody can can mine the in and still keep us afloat in that division that I think isn't gonna be, you know, a bunch of world beaters. Yeah. I I, I agree. And we're st- and we're okay, you know what I mean? We could win they go nine and seven every year. We could get Andy Dalton or Cam Newton and win nine or ten games and be right where we'd be, you know what I mean, without a hundred million dollar commitment. And I'm a Tannehill guy and, and I think he earned it. But they were a team that I think really got burned by what rules are we going to have? What rules aren't we going to have? Oh, let's move the CB vote, CBA vote again. Oh, let's move it again. Oh, let's move the tag deadlines now. And I think they tagged the wrong guy. And, 
and the reciprocal impact of that could be massive. Yep. If, if the if the offensive line doesn't perform up to snuff, and Derrick Henry is you know uh, dealing with the the weight of a bunch of carries, and Ryan Tannehill didn't the top rated passer, all of a sudden this this is a house of cards. So uh, speaking of because the defense was wasn't special at all before this, uh, and now no Casey uh, Jaguars. I agree. I, I think. I think. No. I think. You, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent of the Titans, and I like the Titans, and I like the players. I just think the, and I like John Robinson a ton, but I, I just think they, they may have screwed up. Um, we, they, the Jaguars may still have Yannick Ngakwe uh, by the time you listen to this. We, we think he so. should already be gone. That's another. That's part of the reason that it's an F. I, I, when we were talking about cash budgets and and owners being a little bit risk averse in this climate, short term. Yep. Why isn't he already gone? Who are you kidding? Why wasn't he gone before Clay's Campbell? Why are you not putting Yannick up for like, auction? Is why isn't he already in Tampa and the money they gave, you know, Pierre Paul, who's whatever, five years older than, why isn't that money already gone to Ngakwe? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You tra- I mean, like, why are you, why are you slow playing Ngakwe deal? Like, why, why, you had people all over him before the league year started and you're talking, eh, I don't know, I might not want to trade him. We saw, we saw the haul that, that teams got last year for Frank Clark and D Ford. You see yeah. the haul that DeForest Buckner brought. And you saw how it worked out for Bill O'Brien who waited, right? How'd that work out for him with Clowney? I mean, his owner ended up paying half the freight. Get, get a first or a second or get something for Yannick and Gakwe. You tag and trade him, add more draft picks or at least, I mean, let him walk and get a compensatory pick. I mean, why are you signing a linebacker for 22 million yeah, in the next two years? Like, I, just I, be bad. Just be like, just gut. Like, and they don't need the cash spend. Nobody spent more money the last four years with zilch in return for it than the Jags. So you don't need to – you know what I mean? Like Joe Schobert, why? You're just going to want – he's going to be a guy you want to trade at the deadline 18 months from now. Like who are you kidding? He's the defensive version of Toby Gerhardt. Like what are we doing? Like, And I don't mean that as an insult to Toby Gerhardt or Joe Schobert, who's a better player. Joe Schobert's a better player. But it's like what you think a linebacker is going to solve this crap? Like this I, is like dude, a linebacker? Um, I give him a D though. Yeah. It's seven F because they because found they dumped foals. They found some fools. Yeah, but that's on them for signing foals in the first place. Because who liked that in real time? That was crazy talk. Fifty yeah. million guaranteed for him. We ripped it Dude, apart. Just give the them second. their F. Yeah, I right, give them their F. 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 Jaguars. F. Raiders. They uh, signed Marcus Mariota, which is a little spicy for this podcast because of the Derek Carr situation. They also brought in Eli Apple, Nelson Aguilar, Jason Witten. Uh, Nick, Nick, uh, I can't say his name. Corey Littleton, uh, Carl Nassib, Malik Collins, uh, some interesting defensive players, uh, fairly quiet. They lose Carl Joseph, quiet little all season for Oakland or Las Vegas, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them a C plus, B minus. We'll yeah. say B minus. They're sure. filling a lot of short term holes. I feel like these contracts haven't been crazy. I, I generally like the structure that Mayock's using, putting some big bonuses a little bit down the road. Um, I'm just waiting to see what they what else they do at quarterback. You know, yeah. do they draft one and then is that the end of Carr? Do they if if Cam Newton is on the street, you know what I mean, by the end of the week, do they take a flyer on him? Uh you know, they could they could take I mean or they do they stay in the teens and maybe take two receivers. Your your ceiling is a little bit capped with just Carr and Mariota, so I would agree with that. Not it, it, well, let's see. I think Mike Mayock's done a pretty good job, though. Uh, with at least I still don't. Know, I mean, they still need. I mean, look, the, the pass rush has been a massive issue since they traded Mac. I don't. I look at what they've done. A lot of moves. I don't think they've addressed that much. You know, do they do they try to move up for a pass rusher? Is there a pass rusher they love there? Could they get? They're, you know, upstarting pass rusher and their number one receiver by staying where they are and putting that around Carr and and hitting pause on the inevitable quarterback change for another year. It, it'll, you know, their draft because that's when they can, you know, they they made they jettisoned, you know, Cooper and Mac for a reason, right? It was to load up on picks. Some of them for, were for last year's draft, but really, it's for this year's draft. So that's another one where incomplete probably makes the most sense. Kind of like the Dolphins, right? They were they and the Dolphins were kind of the poster boys for tanking or whatever you want to call it. Their grade will ultimately be determined by what cheap labor they get in this draft. Yep, I'm with you. If they they come out with a pass rusher and a, and a wide receiver, and all of a sudden I feel a lot better about what the Raiders are. Cooking. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers they lose Philip Rivers, they lose Melvin Gordon to the Broncos, they lose Derek Watt, uh, Thomas Davis leaves for the Redskins. Duh. Uh, and I just said duh. It's 2020. Whatever. Uh, Chris Harris they bring in the Brian Balaga, Trey Turner they trade for in the Russell Okung swap, and yeah. 
Joseph, who they signed, uh, what, uh, they also uh, tagged Hunter Henry and re-signed to a very nice deal. The only running back contract in the last 20 or 10 years, I think is actually good. Austin Eckler. What, yeah. uh, what grade do you give the Chargers? I, I mean, look, part of me wants to, I always seem to like the Chargers on paper. Uh, and part of me is inclined to lean that way, but they also had a chance to get the GOAT. And look, maybe he just decided at the end of the day he wanted to be on the East Coast. But they did miss out on Tom Brady, so that's got to factor in somewhere. Sure. Um, they so, made the cold-hearted, you know, cold-hearted, I <laughs> say cold-hearted, cold-hard calculated decision on Rivers they had to make. I'm not buying Terod Taylor, though, opening that stadium. And, and they probably will draft a quarterback now, or they could still. You know what I mean? That's another team. Man, if Cam Newton's out there, and I don't have to give him anything to get him. Then let's go. I mean, keeping Henry was a must. Um, I, I like everything. They I mean, did. it's interesting. It's in, it's 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 interesting. Um, the it, secondary, it, 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 if they could stay remotely healthy, the secondary should be right up there with Baltimore for the nastiest in the league. You know, Bulaga's an upgrade at right tackle. I think it was time to move on for Russell Okun. Trey Turner's legit. I'm, we're all assuming. I guess they're they're draft. I mean, if they're drafting a quarterback, then they're also drafting a left tackle. Along the way, if, if I don't know, they, man. If they I had kind of feel myself Tom wanting Brady, to give them a B. If they had signed Tom Brady, or if they had, if they brought him <laughs> in, you're giving like if they if they have Tom Brady on this and they made the same moves, but had Brady yeah. as well, we'd be slamming. And then they just use the seventh pick or whatever on a left tackle, and you're like, damn. Yeah, you're, they would be they would be getting major Super Bowl buzz. I agree. I like the moves. I just don't buy the the idea of Tyrod Taylor, even though he's Anthony Lynn's guy. Uh, the Denver Broncos. Hey, John Elway, have yourself uh, an offseason. Actually, I don't mind the trades he made, getting A.J. Brown. Right, I don't either. Uh, but the Melvin Gordon signing is curious at best, and losing Ridiculous. Chris Harris um, is Well, he odd. wanted that. They should have traded him. They had, he, right. they had teams all over them, two straight trade deadlines, and they, they, their asking price was ridiculous. I mean, what, just get a second-round pick for Chris Harris. Like, it's better than what you're going to get in the compensatory formula. Or a third, whatever. It's a real-time yeah, third. I mean, they could have gotten thirds. But two years ago, they could have really, two trade deadlines ago, they could have right. really marketed him, and they were hanging up on people, basically. Dude, I'm never paying a, a Lions offensive lineman. I'm sorry. Like, it's the Lions had Glasgow, and he seems pretty serviceable, and they always have offensive line issues, and he hits the market. I, I'm not there to catch his fall. And Melvin no, Gordon makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, ah. Dude, I, I mean, what is that? Oh, wait, uh, I mean, a D. C, plus. D. Uh, C minus? C minus. The, the, the... I'll give him a C minus because of the trades. Yeah, exactly. I like the two trades. I like that you brought back Justin Simmons on the franchise tag. I yeah. hate what you did with Melvin Gordon and Graham Glasgow. Like, what, what do you, yeah. why are you overpaying over market to make this questionable rushing offense more questionable? All right, I agree with you yeah. there. Uh, last. And year, if I'm Philip Lindsay, I'm like, Get me the bleep out of here, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, okay, what else do I have to do? Like, okay. Yeah, like, didn't you see what happened when the Chargers took their dynamic, uh, multifaceted running back and sat him behind Melvin Gordon? Like, it didn't yeah. work out very well. The Chiefs, last yeah. team, they retained Chris Jones on the franchise tag. They, did they re-sign Damian Williams? Good re- did they quietly do that? And I, they, they, he was on a contract rescission before. Um, and then they lose Kendall Fuller, Emmanuel Agba, uh, of course, LaShawn McCoy makes his way in this rundown because Debo is, uh, that's his, uh, favorite player of all time. Fun fact. Yeah, I mean, keeping Chris Jones was huge. Um, they, that was going to preclude them from doing a whole lot else. Obviously, the elephant in the room is the Mahomes deal and what that looks like. And you just, you just, whatever. You, you just got to eat it on that one. Yeah. Um, but no, this is not one of those Super Bowl teams where you're like, oh my God, they lost. You know what I mean? They lost six key starters and what do they yep. do? So no, they're they're well positioned. I mean, I I give them a B plus just for being able to stand pat for the most part. We'll see about Chris Jones though. I mean, he's if he has to play out another year on a one year deal, he's not going to be real happy about that. So I'm interested to see the end game and and how the numbers all work with him and uh, you know and Mahomes and at some point do they try to trade Watkins to get some relief there? You know, although who's going to touch that that contract? So I still. Part of me thinks there has to be another domino or two to fall there once they sort out, you know, these big ticket items. But for right now, they've done their job. I'm with you. And it's, it is easy to give somebody a good grade following uh, a Super Bowl. Super Bowl win. Yeah. Like it's all, it's like, hey, they won the Super Bowl. They're playing with house money. But like you do feel yeah. like you look at the Chiefs and it's like, 
you know, you don't, you, repeating a Super Bowl champions is really, 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 really hard to do. But like, if you told me the Chiefs did it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye. I think, I think, right. I think with Mahomes in, in play, regardless of whether he's on a rookie deal or an expensive contract, I, I think I, I've mentioned this a ton, but Andy Reid to me is going to be Phil Mickelson with majors. I think Andy Reid, once he gets that, he got that first one, finally right. got it off his back. He's, he's going to, I think he could rip off two or three more, uh, in the next five or six years. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, all right, JLC, I kept you forever. You are the, you are the man as always. Um, now, now I have to come on your radio show basically at your, uh, at your beck and call because. Well, we've already, we've already abused you twice. So no, I, 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 like, I don't mind. I always, people, I, I, like doing radio is a pain in the ass a lot of times, but like yeah. it's when it's, when it's with people you know or people that are right. entertaining, which you guys are, I don't, I don't mind coming. I'll come on anytime. So. Well, thank you very much. I'm sure, um, as this the, the, you crisis know the goes one, on, we will we will tap you. The one beef I have, and it's not this is not something you guys have done. You're actually good about it. Like, and you should tell. I I cannot stand when radio producers call you 90 seconds before you like. Admit, like hey, we got two minutes left in break. It's like yeah, what? yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I don't want to hear your ads. You know, I don't want to hear your right. Ads. Like I, right, it's two minutes. Of right. my I don't live in your city. I'm not getting. I don't have an endorsement deal with. You know, whoever progress lawn and ornamental care. So why do I need to hear it? Yeah, no, I love me personally. I love progress lawn and ornamental care. And if you're in the Baltimore area, they should take care of your lawn like they take care of mine. But will that's got nothing to do with you, right? And look now, look if like, and I'm not if if somebody is paying me for a radio hit, I'll sit there and listen to whatever the hell you want me to. But that's a different story. Yeah, if I'm if I'm coming on your show for free, do not call me. Yeah, yeah. And be like, hey, we'll be back in two and a half minutes. It's like, no, you can call me back in two and a half minutes. I'm sitting right here. JLC, uh, check him out on 105.7 The Fan, Inside Access, 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, also, uh, I think you were in Twitch with a bunch of Tony Kornheiser fans. You can listen to JLC on the Tony Kornheiser podcast. I, I don't promote other podcasts usually, but it's uh, these are desperate times. People need content, so check them out there. Follow on Twitter at Jason Lockerford. And, of course, watch them on CBS Sports HQ. Thanks as always, buddy. You got it, buddy. Have a good one. Hang in there, dude. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.